Don't wait for the perfect moment. Take the moment and make it perfect. Hello and welcome to episode... Oh, I think it's 431 of Under the Cult of MS. This is the Normal Comics MS episode. We got a huge pile of comics to get through today, hopefully. So let's get to it. Let's see what we have to offer. Starting out, we have crossover number 11 and 12, or no, number 11 and number 13. This is almost the end of my mixed up pile of crap where I read shit out of order, but that's fine. It made me understand why I didn't like certain episodes and filled in the spots that I was missing and made things a lot better in the end. But in here we get a little more, not a little more, pretty much both these chapters focus on Donnie Cates, what's up with him, what his big part of this whole thing is, and we find out whether or not this story is going to go on any further. Uh, It's one of the most interesting storylines i've ever read i suggest if you didn't check out crossover they got the second trade out or coming out now so you can get all 13 issues in the two trades but seeing how what happens here with all the comic book characters and the artists and writers of the comic books what, how it all linked together and what all happens and seeing their confrontation with the normies and where that's going to go and we get kind of get a finalization with our priest character, our religious character, that fanatic and his son. We get to find out more about those two get some answers we were looking for but yeah it's crossover definitely a series to check out if you haven't uh i'm not gonna say much more than that because i don't want to ruin it i just love how they cross over the comic book world with the really really real world in the real, real world, asshole. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. So check it out. See what's up with it. Get your answers. And we got Loaded Bible. Blood of My Blood, number three from Image Comics. By the way, crossover. Was also from Image Comics. And Lord Bible I got on because of Tim Seeley. This one, eh. The last time we talked about it, we were talking about the big battle between Dracula and Jesus. And apparently, this is our follow-up. Or the prequel to that whole thing, because this came before it. Before the last one I reviewed. 
decades after the events of the original cult series, Jesus' vampire hunting clone is a bigger outlaw than ever, and now he has to face a threat like no other. The church has cut a deal with the vampire nations to unite under their resurrected savior, Dracula. Well, that was dumb, making a deal like that. But yeah, this explained a lot of what I was missing. Made me understand why the battle happened the way it did. It just, it was so, so far out of whack when you're checking it out. That just like, this is so confusing. I, I'm done with this. But now I know why. Right? It really does help to read things in order. <laughs> if you get them by your distributors in time, that's the problem. And next up, we got Saga, Chapter 59, from Image Comics also. It's an Image Comics day. Uh, here we get to find out the outcome of the drug smuggling operation. What happens with that? Whether it's good or bad. We get to see uh, what she finds out when she gets back to her children. And the rest of her crew, what's going on with them? It's it's a very interesting collaboration of characters. Uh, I mean, it's interesting, but it's basically. Many other storylines just thrown together with a weird collaboration of characters. And some of these characters, uh, a lot of these characters, I just can't get myself into. I try. I guess that's the problem I'm having with it. Because I'm reading the new saga run and the old saga run at the same time. Trying to get caught up on the old and checking out the new. But I'm not really seeing what everybody sees. That are obsessed with this run. It's a good, interesting, unique run. But people had me. Or tell, it sounded like they were like saying this is one of their favorite runs ever. And I don't know why. Other than the weird, weird alien sex, maybe. That's what they're into. I don't know. I'm confused what, what they see in this. Over other things. I mean... This collaboration, I mean, we only were given Jack Kirby Fourth World. Basically, same concept aliens, space travel, smuggling, all that stuff. Star Wars, all those different ones. It's all the same thing. It's got a weird collaboration of characters that all like to fornicate with each other. 
I mean, that's in every society. So I'm not really seeing what's the big draw on this. I would have really rather had a Jack Kirby fourth world uh, run that lasted this long than having this saga thing. And hell, take the Ice Pirates movie and put it in comics. That would be way better than this. So I don't know. I'll keep reading it to try and figure out what I'm missing. But basically the whole concept I'm getting from everything I've read. Certain people fornicated that weren't supposed to. They had a kid, which shows that they fornicated. And now they're spending their life traveling around, smuggling, dealing dealing drugs, and putting their kids in even more danger than they would if they settled down on a distinct planet and just made themselves a farm that they could live off of, raise their weird half-breed children that they weren't supposed to have. until their children can go off on their own and then get hunted later in life then because they're half-breeds. I don't know. It's just... I'd rather watch Han and Chewie. There's some group like that in space. But it's uh, apparently a huge, huge run that's widely loved so i'm gonna figure it out eventually why i'm just not seeing it yet uh scorched the scorched now this i have problems with because this is called the scorched but it's labeled as scorched the scorched And then I double ordered on it, I think last month, because one company calls it Scorched, and one company calls it Spawn the Scorched. So so that was confusing to me, but we got number five and number six. We get to... See our group dealing with a sin devourer, which is a giant, kind of like part mechanical, part zombified giant creature, gorilla ish, like uh, an armored gorilla, an alien form. And we're just seeing. Our characters get destroyed by this beast, but then they find out some things, work together, and learn some things about the creature. And at the same time, we're dealing with some uh, plague spawn, I guess you could call them half-breeds also, plague spawn half-breeds, because... uh, 
the original Plague Spawn had some, like, shot out some armored weaponry, and that stuff's like living weaponry and living armor, and it can track people that it's sunk its barbs into, and people can also turn into Plague Spawns from it. And it's it's interesting what happens throughout with the plague spawn and also our haunt character has a huge part of this. And we get to see Al spawn kind of dealing with these characters trying to find out they know that there's an entity in the group that's a traitor that's going to come to fruition eventually. And Al's trying to figure out who that is and what's going on. And while that's happening, they're battling these Sin Devourer creatures and they're being sent out to attack them. And it's just, oh, it's crazy the amount of stuff that's happening with this one. But, yeah, we got a lot of characters thrown in the mix here that are battling away in a group. And it's like, it's kind of like annoying because it's pulling away from the movie and not the movie, the regular run. And it's not really giving us a connected universe anymore like it started out with. That's what's disappointed me. And, of course, these are also by Image Comics. And we have Spawn number 324, number 329, and number 330. (laughs) And with these, we get Spawn with a couple characters that he's working with over here. Some other Hell Spawn characters. And this Mark, Mark and Jim characters are kind of, they have some type of link between the two of them. And basically... It's like a lot of these characters, and there's so in this one, we're dealing with more the Redeemer character, the Medieval Spawn, and we have these fallen angels. Well, I don't know if they're really fallen angels, but these angels that are trying to wipe out all the uh, Hell Spawn and any beings that they can come across. And we're getting more of the, the regular spawn run has more of the Redeemer, the Angels, those type of characters are focusing more on this storyline where we have Spawn and Al, the big feud over the wife. (laughs) 
and you're also dealing with the haunt character in here with Daniel and them trying to help with the battle and yet they still have their little quirks going on but the forsaken just keeps coming and coming after spawn trying to get these hellgates all this stuff worked out but now we're also getting more spawn characters are getting thrown in we're getting centurion spawn uh couple spawns I've never seen before. Kind of like a blue coat style spawn. Um, wizardess style spawn. I just, I'm worried that they're going to do off runs of these other characters and we're going to be stuck in in another 20-30 issues. Before we really get to the final battle, and if they're going to spread it out with other more Hellspawn, and it's great to see all these characters, but I'm hoping they don't all get their own runs. And we keep seeing Gru, Grog, 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 the Gorilla, the Spawn Gorilla. And he's hanging back with our other character. Well, Spawn's out doing all these battles. It's like I'm waiting for him to make a big appearance. And I'm waiting for Clown to come back. It's like Clown made an appearance, popped in. It was looking great. And then he just disappeared on us. So, I don't know. Then we got Spider-Punk, number two. This is by Marvel Comics. Swinging through Earth 1338 with his axe in hand, Hobie Brown brings the sound and fury as the hero of the revolution. The one and only anarchic Spider-Punk. Previously, Hobie Brown, a.k.a. Spider-Punk, Smashed his guitar into the into the sh- skull of the villain, villainously venomized Norman Osborne, the president of the U.S. of A. Hobie and the punk underground thought that that'd be enough to change the current state of affairs. But the chaos looks to run deeper than they could have ever expected, as Craven the Hunters, Craven and the Hunters, that's their band, have brought that chaos and Taskmaster to their doorstep. Yeah, we get Taskmaster brought into the storyline here. And. Hobie's obsessed with the whole band, getting the band together. So he's got constantly singing this song, Spider Band, Spider Band. They can't do it, nobody can. <laughs> Taking down Taskmaster and Craven. 
<laughs> but yeah, he's constantly trying to get them to music, musicify up when they're in battle. But yeah, you get to see him basically deal with Taskmaster and then Craven's little crew and see how they all what sides they decide to go on and what they're able to do. I learned more about Taskmaster in here. I didn't realize Taskmaster could visually see someone's abilities and then be able to mimic those abilities. So that was kind of interesting. But I'm still not sold on that whole Spider-Man run. I believe I dropped off it. I don't know if I have... I might have the third one still coming. But we will see. And then for the Banner of War run, I believe this is the fourth one in the issue. Let's see if they have it in the back. Yeah, it's... I believe this is the fourth one in the issue. But uh, Thor number 26 in Marvel Comics. We get deep into the battle of Hulk, Hulk Thor and Hulk. Who's trying to... Got Banner inside him trying to make a deal with Odin to try and save Thor and Hulk from destroying each other. And they do some interesting things to make that happen. Whether it works for them or not, you'll have to read to find out. But I'm really enjoying this run. I wish I would have read the first two Hulk, two or three issues of Hulk dropped off that run and then got this complete five issue run and then just watch for other follow-ups after that is what I would have liked to have done instead of going as deep as I did in the Hulk run. I got to the point where I don't like the storyline. They're dragging it off too long. I don't like Banner inside a Hulk also torturing another Hulk. It's like where are all these Hulks coming from? Let's just have one badass Hulk and be done with it. And next up, talking about badasses, we got Twig, issue two, also from Image Comics. It's an image in Marvel Day. But we get to see what happens after Twig finds the body and starts doing some stuff to try and... Uh, activate or heal or help this gemstone that he's been given. And we get another character that's trying to help him along the way. And he's got to do some things to fix some stuff that happens. And it's just, this is a wonderful run by Scotty Young. Yuana, fun forest creatures type of... Uh, mystical journey. This would be a great one to get on. I think it's only going to be a five-issue run. So much fun. Uh, I love the characters. 
I love everything about it. I'm just not giving up on it. I'm going a little fast on these today because I have a big pile I want to get through. So, sorry if I'm pushing through them too fast for you. But, hey, don't want to give everything away and you want to read them anyways. So. Next up is Vampirella Strikes, issue two. Having fulfilled her role of vengeance, Vampirella is now poised to strike. It has been 15 years since the death of Mistress Nyx, and the world is slowly recovering. But this isn't a world that we've ever seen before. This is a world where the natural and the supernatural have merged to create a dangerous new place. A world very much in need of Vampirella. And we get to see Vampirella dealing with this couple of beings that happen to have got these special weapons and Vampirella's and her dog are battling them away. I think their name is Satir and Cirque is their name, the couple's name. But they have like these bone weapons that shoot to these living, living ammunition. And, uh, Baltazar gets injured during this. The dog, the half bone, half flesh dog, this giant, giant cute puppy <laughs> that hangs with Vampirella. Uh, and we get to see what happens when Vampirella gets harmed by living bullets that continuously. They breed in your body. They uh, lay eggs. They <laughs> The bullets just do all kinds of interesting, nasty things to you if you get hit with them. So it's, it's a good one to check out. And if you want a Vampirella run, I suggest hopping on this one. It's not too confusing if you haven't really done much else with Vampirella. I think you could jump on here and get a good concept of what's going on. And she's dealing with the child and all that. We get a little backstory on that. But speaking of backstories and stuff, weird stuff going on. We got the Vampire Slayer number two. This is from Boom Studios. Hey, we're finally moving out of the Marvel uh, image uh, group. Into every generation, a slayer is born, a chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and the forces of darkness, to stop the spread of their evil and the swell of their numbers. They are the slayer, and this is an entirely new universe. Yeah, with Willow being a vampire slayer here, we're getting to see more about why she's stressed out, what's all causing her problems. We're finding out more about what all happened between her and Buffy and the whole world of the Vampire Slayer and why Willow's got the powers she has and 
why other characters are dealing with things in their four ways and stuff. It's just, it's a very, another good thing. If you haven't been on a Vampire Slayer, never got on a Buffy run or anything, this would be a great one to jump on. They got the awesome blood red foil covers. I suggest checking it out if you haven't. But yeah, I'm running out of time here. So we got Wolverine patch number two. Here we're dealing more with the Russian crew and we get into the woods more. We're dealing with the tribal tribes, characters, some tribal characters, and of course the military causing all kinds of problems in the jungle. We got the way it looks, uh, patches coming down on them. Uh, what's his name? Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Uh, shield crew are coming down on him and trying to figure things out. And then we got the excellent number three from Marvel. That's our last one. That one still kind of got me depressed. They're still fighting a lot between the two factions that X Force and the excellent. But I love it because it's all red and we're getting some more new characters in there. So check that out if you're missing out on it. I got to end it here because I'm running out of time. So, yeah, check those comics out. That was a pretty big pile. Sorry that I had to rush through it a little bit. But we'll get back to you with more stuff after this. Okay, let's get to the health portion of the show. See what we have for information to talk about today. Let's see. Can people with secondary progressive MS have remission? It's a good thing to talk about since I'm I'm in secondary progressive MS stage. So let's see. If you have secondary progressive MS, you probably won't go through periods of complete remission when all the symptoms go away. But you may go through periods when the disease is more or less active. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty much what we go through. It's like we may not have stuff always at an intense amount of pain and disability, but it's there. It's ready to awaken at any given moment. It's always there in the background. If we do a certain thing, it activates it or... Just have a bad day, and all of a sudden, all, everything just activates. And, but yeah, that's pretty much I would think would be common sense. Uh, when secondary progressive MS is more active with progression, symptoms get worse and disability increases. When it's less active without progression, symptoms may plateau for a period of time. To limit the activity and progression of secondary pro progressive MS, SPMS, your doctor may prescribe a disease-modifying therapy. This type of medication may help slow or prevent the development of disability. And talk to your doctor about the risks of taking different DMTs and which ones are available for you and your condition. Figure all that stuff out with your docs, your doctors, 
specialist. SPMS can cause a wide variety of symptoms, which vary from person to person. As the condition progresses, new symptoms may develop or existing symptoms may get worse. Some potential symptoms include fatigue, dizziness, pain, itching, numbness, tingling, muscle weakness, muscle spasticity, visual problems, balance problems, walking problems, bladder problems, bowel problems, and we can make a song out of this shit. Sexual dysfunction, cognitive changes, emotional changes, it's what we do with with MS. Yeah, you can put a check mark on every, every one of those for me. And more. If you develop new or more significant symptoms, let your doctor know, of course. It's common sense. How can I manage the symptoms of MS? Uh, some things you can benefit from are to have a better quality of life and more independence as long as you're body doesn't give up on you is physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech language therapy, cognitive rehabilitation, and use of assisted devices such as a cane or a walker. If you can no longer walk for short or long distances, your doctor will likely encourage you to use a motorized scooter or wheelchair to get around. These devices can help you maintain your mobility and independence. I'm really not looking forward to it. I know I'm there. I'm getting there. I'm having harder and harder days with getting around. I know eventually I'm going to have to Purchase a wheelchair. You might prescribe medications, rehabilitation therapies, or assisted devices to help you manage your condition. Although there is currently no cure for secondary progressive MS, treatment can help slow the development of the condition and limit its effect on your life. To help manage the symptoms of the effects of SPMS, your doctor may prescribe one or more medications, lifestyle changes, rehabilitative therapies, or other strategies can also potentially help you to maintain your quality of life. I'm having a huge problem with my neurologist at the moment. It's like I was happy, I got an MS specialist. But he doesn't give me anything. It's like, come on, dude. Give me some suggestions. Some things I should try. Some things I should do. Things that could help. And he puts me on a drug to help with the fatigue. And the first month, he fucks up and doesn't get this prescription out for the next month. It's like, so I just go off the medication. I'm tired of doing the phone tag crap and 
feeling like an asshole because I'm calling people constantly, trying to get get things taken care of. You feel like they think that you're a junkie or something because you're negative about medications. It's like, well, when our bodies go off the meds and then back on. That is way worse for our bodies. So either keep us on the shit or don't have us on it. I don't care either way. I'm so used to pain. I know the rest of my life is pain. I know every minute of my life is pain. I know this is what I have to deal with. So screw it. <laughs> if you want to give me something to try and benefit and ease the issues I have, great. Let's try it. But don't take me off it and on it and off it and on it. And every time you put me back on it, you're doubling it. So it's even more of an impact on my body when I'm sitting there taking this medication and hitting the body with it more and more. So, so yeah, I'm not a big fan of not having someone that won't function in my realm and work with me on my issues and help me get where I need to be. We'll see. I got my, it's almost July. So I got to go in here pretty soon for my blood test. Get my blood test done. See where we are with the numbers. See if I hit my mark so I can start taking my second year of medication in August. Get that done in August and September. And then I'm done with MS meds and at least for a year. And then we'll decide whether or not I will go on any other type of DMT. Cause you can only do this maven clad for two years. I've heard some people went a third year. I don't know. I don't really want to because it wipes out my TMB cells. And each time you're doing it, you're wiping out whatever good cells you had too. The next time around, hoping you get the rest of the bad cells, but you're getting rid of a bunch of good cells, possibly, too. So, I will burn through it this year, and then I may not go on a DMT again. I may just say, screw it, this is my life. This is what I'm dealing with. I will live with it, deal with it, and hope. I won't be in a wheelchair soon or bedridden soon. Hopefully I can last as long as possible before that happens. Let's see some good foods, functional foods. Functional foods are ingredients that offer health benefits that extend beyond their nutritional value. Some types contain supplements or other additional ingredients designed to improve our health. Uh, 
let's see some examples of conventional functional food are fruits like berries kiwi pears peaches apples oranges banana i haven't seen kiwis in the grocery store in a long time wonder what's up with that it's getting to be well pear season usually doesn't hit till fall Which I should give you my pear bread recipe this year and make some pear bread. I think I will. It's been a long time. A few years. I think I will probably make some of that. Vegetables. Yeah. Broccoli, cauliflower, kale, spinach, zucchini. All your vegetables are good for you. All your fruits and stuff just depends on how you eat them and nuts almonds cashews pistachios macadamia nuts brazil nuts chia seeds flax seeds hemp seeds pumpkin seeds legumes like black beans chickpeas navy beans lentils whole grains like oats barley buckwheat brown rice couscous uh, seafood like salmon and sardines and anchovies and mackerel and cod fermented foods like tempeh kombucha uh, kimchi kefir sauerkraut i seen someone the other night on uh this new Iron Chef show that they got out, they made a grilled kimchi. It's like, I want to try that. So I like kimchi, but I like my cabbage warm too. So I'd like to try out, try it grilled once. Herbs and spices like turmeric, cinnamon, ginger, cayenne, pepper. Uh, beverages like coffee, green tea, black tea. Some modified functional foods are fortified juices, fortified dairy products such as milk and yogurt, fortified milk alternatives such as almond, rice, coconut and cashew milk fortified grains such as breads and pastas fortified cereal and granola fortified eggs basically nutrient-rich foods like fruits veggies and legumes are often considered functional functional foods along with fortified foods like juice eggs and cereals Functional foods are associated with several potential health benefits. They may help prevent nutrient deficiencies, protect against disease, and promote proper growth and development. Functional foods can be used to boost your intake of important nutrients, fill any gaps in your diet, and support overall health. So yeah. Some good foods to add to your list of anti-inflammatory, 
foods and anti sugar crash. It's right now I need a sugar push. I keep yawning. Hang on. Just cannot wake up today. Let's see. Does eating late at night cause weight gain? I would say no. What you eat is more important than when you eat it. It's like you used to be told, do not eat after 8 p.m. That's misleading. Though several animal studies have linked eating at night to increased weight, human studies show that eating beyond your daily calorie needs leads to weight gain, unrelated to what time of day you eat. Those who eat at night tend to eat more and therefore consume extra calories. Over time, a surplus of calories can lead to weight gain. I agree with that. I can see that. I tend to want to eat more at night than I do during the day, especially weather-wise. And if you're into intermittent fasting, I like doing mine where I eat usually between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. That's my eating window. But poor food choices are more likely late late at night when fewer healthy options are available. Emotional eating or eating when tired may also lead to poor food choices. Choose nutrient-dense foods if you're truly hungry after dinner. Appetite and cravings may be managed by eating more calories earlier in the day and by eating small and frequent meals. These strategies may prevent overeating at night. Physiologically, calories don't count more at, for more at night. You won't gain weight by merely eating later if you eat within your daily calorie needs. Still, studies show that nighttime eaters typically make poorer food choices and eat more calories, which can lead to weight gain. If you're hungry after dinner, choose nutrient-dense foods and low-calorie beverages. You may also want to consider eating a high-calorie breakfast or frequent small meals throughout the day to manage appetite and stave off late-night cravings. It's basically common sense that no matter when you eat, you're going to gain if you eat crap. You're going to do better if you eat smart. And now with today's intermittent fasting obsession, I see that going out the window as far as the early morning being the main breakfast staple that you should have nowadays. I think people eat whenever they want and just design it around their hunger. But yeah, just design it to make you feel better however you can. What is coconut kefir? The fermented beverage kefir is the stuff of legend. Marco Polo wrote about kefir in his diaries. The grains for traditional kefir are said to have been 
a gift of the Prophet Muhammad. Perhaps the most intriguing tale is that of Irina Sakharova, the Russian temptress sent to charm the secret of Kafir from a prince of Caucasus. Today, Kafir enjoys popularity throughout the world as a healthy and refreshing beverage. But a new product, coconut kefir, is claimed to eclipse the health benefits of traditional kefir by combining the benefits of kefir with the health rewards and delicious flavor of coconut water. That looks scary. Traditionally, kefir has been made from cow, goat, or sheep's milk fermented with kefir grains which aren't actually plant seeds or cereal grains, but a combination of ingredients, including lactic acid bacteria found in plants, animals, and soil, yeast, proteins, lipids, fats, and sugars. These ingredients form a gelatinous substance. They're live, active cultures similar to those found in sourdough bread starter. I was just going to say that. It sounds a lot like a sourdough starter. They cause fermentation when the kefir grains are combined with milk or coconut water. In much the same way yogurt, sour cream, and buttermilk do. So now I want to try... Coconut kefir. I want to go see, go to my one store where I can get my kefir and my kombucha in large amounts, good varieties and stuff, and see if they got some of this to try. But coconut kefir is coconut water that has been fermented with kefir grains. Like dairy kefir, it provides fuel for the beneficial bacteria in your gut. Those good bacteria fight potentially harmful bacteria as well as infection. They also help stimulate digestion and boost your immune system. All the nutrients in coconut water are present in coconut kefir. The downside of coconut kefir, it's higher in sodium than other kefirs and most of its calories come from sugar. That's not good. Hope it's coconut sugar. That said, coconut water kefir has nutritional and health benefits worth noting. It's packed with potassium. It's probiotic. Helpfully, helpful and useful in treating and preventing conditions like diarrhea, urinary tract infections, respiratory infections, bacterial vaginal infections, some aspects of inflammatory bowel disease. It's usually well tolerated. If you want to make your own kefir, I prefer just buying it. It's just simpler. Coconut kefir is a tasty, nutritious drink. You can buy it at a number of stores, particularly stores that specialize in natural foods, or you may want to try your hand at making your own all you need to do is combine a packet of kefir grains with water from four green coconuts. Let the mixture sit for about a day until it's milkier 
in color and topped with bubbles. Whether it's purchased or homemade, coconut kefir may well be worth trying for all of its health benefits. I'm going to try it. I'm going to pick some up this week. I think I'll be probably stopping at Sundix this week. Sundix are pick and save. They would probably have it. They usually got a good variety of those types of items. Both got their own little healthier food sections. Uh, Multiple sclerosis. You can get a lot of issues that deal with dizziness, vertigo, and nausea, stuff like that. Nausea can be a direct symptom of MS or an offshoot of another symptom. Also, some of the medications used to treat specific symptoms of MS can cause nausea. So look into your medications if you start having it and you started a new medication. Because I have it. I have a few different meds that mess with me, and that's why I want to get this year year two over with with my Maven clad too, because during that during year one, like the first three weeks of the taking the medication, I was nauseous and pukey feeling. And the first week I had some throw up moments <laughs> that came with it that were all nasty but dizziness and lightheadedness are common symptoms of ms while they're usually fleeting they may cause nausea some medications used to treat ms and its associated symptoms can cause not nausea uh, ocrevus is a Infusion treatment, which I had before my Maven Clod. It's for both relapsing, remitting, and primary progressive. I think secondary progressive got put on that list too. Now, but side effects include nausea, fever, and irritation at the injection site. Uh, oral medications for MS, such as Teraflutamide, which is abagio, or dimethyl fumarate, which is tecfidera, can also cause nausea. Delfampridine, amperia, is an oral medication used to improve the ability to walk in people with MS. One of the potential side effects of that medication is nausea. A muscle relaxant called dantrolene can be used to treat muscle spasms and spasticity. Due to a variety of conditions, including MS, nausea, and vomiting, are after taking this oral medication could indicate serious side effects, including liver damage. Uh, one of the most common symptoms of MS is fatigue. A variety of medications are used to help overcome it for people with MS, many of which may cause nausea. Among them are modafinil, which is Pravigil, amantadine, and fluoxetine, which is Prozac. I was on amantadine. I don't know if I still am. 
Depression is another symptom of MS that can lead to, lead to nausea from its treatments, such as sertraline, which is Zoloft, and Pyrexetine, which is Paxil. If vertigo and associate, associated nausea become an ongoing problem, consult your doctor. Some prescription strength medications may be able to get your vertigo under control. In extreme cases, vertigo can be treated with corticosteroids, where then you have to worry about other issues. Uh, also, if you experience side effects like nausea from your medications, make sure you bring this up to your doctor. He can ch- they can change your medications, to pot, which could possibly be all you need to get back away from the nausea train. If you experience nausea and you have MS, you're not alone. Many people experience it due to dizziness and vertigo or from side effects of medication. No matter its cause, make sure you bring it up with your doctor at your next appointment. According or adding or switching up your treatment plan may be all you need to get your nausea under control. And like... We say it's always good to keep a notepad and you can keep track of when you have the symptoms, the issues, what issues you're having, how often, how strong the issues are. You can tell your doctor all about that stuff. And it can be pretty helpful. So take that into consideration. Try those things out. Uh, Let's see. Other than that, I'm pretty much, yeah, I got a bunch of notes here of stuff, but I don't really want to get into them right now. We only got like a minute to play with, so I'm going to leave it there. Uh, We... I don't know if I have any appointments even coming up. I think I'm still on a break because none of my doctors can get me in for like three to six months. Still don't know what's causing that. Still don't know anybody with COVID, so I don't know how deep that goes, but that's always the excuse. Or that they change the system, how we do things, don't allow as many people in the office every day. I don't know what happened, but it's not good that it, We hit a time with an airborne disease, and then all of a sudden, medically, it's harder to get in to see doctors. That makes no sense. But hopefully, we'll get the world back to normal somewhat within the next few years. (laughs) We'll figure things out. But other than that, be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick Chad Monster. We can all get along. Rate, review, tell a friend, subscribe. Send questions and comments to Kevin the Duckpool at gmail.com. Uh, check out Crimson Call Comic Club under the call, under the call of MS. And we'll get back to you again sometime soon. Be good, have fun, enjoy your weekend.